This is Sports Talk Chicago. John's Glue in the driver's seat, and John Meadows directing and producing. Still live, giving you some big coverage. The Bears pulling off a blockbuster trade, a trade number one. for Carolina for number nine, number 61, a first-rounder next year, a second-rounder in two years, and D.J. Moore. But the question still is, what will the Bears do at number nine? I mean, they still have a first-round pick. They're still inside the top ten. We're acting like, oh, now the draft doesn't matter. No, 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 wait. (laughs) They're still inside the top ten. And according to a couple of mock drafts, now that we've seen so far today, the Bears could be going in a number of different directions. According to CBS Sports, the Bears will draft Lucas Van Ness, an edge rusher from Iowa, at number nine. Here's what they say about Van Ness. After trading out of number one overall, Chicago moves back and addresses the front seven. Van Ness is a player built on power, but he showed off his athleticism at the NFL Combine. According to Pro Football Network, the Bears will take Paris Johnson Jr., an offensive tackle from Ohio State. The Bears were happy to move down given their top need was not a quarterback, and better yet, it was protection for their quarterback in Justin Fields. As such, sitting pretty at number nine overall, the Bears grabbed the top tackle on the board and Fields' former teammate and Paris Johnson Jr. A former guard, Johnson took to the left tackle spot tremendously well in 2022. He's best on the move in the run game, but he's no slouch in pass protection. So we now see a couple of names that could be available for the Bears at number nine. I say this. The trenches are going to be what counts at number nine. The Bears do not need a wide receiver in that spot. I know JSN might be gone. Maybe he's still going to be up there late in the first round or second round. I doubt it, but maybe. But the Bears have addressed the wide receiver position. They have. They've they've done all that they needed at that spot. They have three good wide receivers. They have no offensive linemen. Believe it or not, it was Tevin Jenkins, in my opinion, who was the best performing offensive lineman for the Bears in 2022. And defensively, their pass rush sucked last year. They need help on both sides of the field, on both trenches. That's what they need. They don't need another wide receiver right now. Now, if they want to draft one at 61, if they want to move back maybe and turn it into a couple of picks, like trade number nine and get picks, I don't know, 13 and 16 or something, and they take a wide receiver with one of those two picks, fine. But I firmly believe the Bears right now need help in the trenches. So if you're going to take Van Ness or if you're going to take Justin Fields' former teammate, which would be nice, Paris Johnson, I'd be fine with either of those picks. What I want for the Bears is a strong offensive line. That's it. Because now you've addressed everything you've needed for Justin Fields. You've got the wide receivers. You have money to spend. You could find another running back, maybe even another wide receiver on a small deal but you have more than enough wide receivers for Fields. You have a coach who's going to be coaching him again, Luke Gensey. You have the opportunity to turn him into more of a passer than a runner. So now the question is, what's going to help Justin Fields become a passer? Answer is the offensive line. Right? What will help Justin Fields utilize DJ Moore? More time in the pocket. If you're building a team around Justin Fields offensively, you draft an offensive lineman at number nine, no questions asked. That's it. 
what's going to help Justin Fields utilize the weapons that you traded for? More time in the pocket. More protection and offensive line, something to help him take the pressure off. That's why you draft an offensive lineman at number nine. And I'd be fine with the defensive lineman too. The Bears have tons of problems with the pass rush. So if Carter is there at nine, you take him. But I really would prefer an offensive lineman at nine. You need it. It is necessary. And there's still money for free agents. There's still an opportunity to sign somebody as well. You could draft someone and sign someone, then you bring in two quality offensive linemen. So it's not an end-all, be-all number nine or number 61, but you need an offensive lineman. You need to grab somebody in this draft, somebody who's highly touted, who could be there for you for the next five to ten years at least. So the Bears need some help there. And with this pick, I think that's the way to go. I really think that's what they should do. I don't think a wide receiver is going to be key here. I don't think it's going to be other positions that could be out there. And, you know, maybe the Bears draft based on fast player and they draft a running back or a wide receiver. But all these mocks and all these draft analysts are even saying, at number nine, it's going to be either an edge rusher or an offensive tackle. And that's fine. That's what the Bears need. They still have free agency opportunities, too. They still have money to spend. I mean, you know, if they don't bring back David Montgomery, they may need to spend on a running back, but could also spend an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, too. There's an opportunity for the Bears there. But I think with this pick and with this situation, you have to target protection for fields. I go back, and I'll say it again. Ryan Poles made a trade to bring in a top wide receiver, to utilize that talent, to utilize the assets that came from this blockbuster trade, you need to give Justin Fields time in the pocket, protection, and confidence to throw the football. The only way to me that's going to happen is if they boost up the offensive line. And it starts at number nine. Starts at number nine. That's it. That's what I would prefer the Bears do with that ninth pick. You know what I like, too? It's so cool. The Bears still have the ninth pick. Isn't that amazing? After all this stuff that's happened, after these big trades, you think the Bears are going to be out of the first round, they still have the ninth pick overall. They still have a chance to draft a highly touted prospect. Somebody who can be and who is elites. If Carter's out there, you draft Carter on top of it. There's still a huge opportunity for the Bears to make a splash in the draft, let alone what they already did. I'm just saying. Fields needs time to throw the football, and here's the opportunity for him to do it. Here's the opportunity for the Bears to build up right there. Joseph says, it's funny how he had most time to throw, but fastest pressure. JF made time. So we got two second-round picks again. Dan, we only have one. Because remember, the Bears traded their second-round pick initially to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. (laughs) So 
they got back what they gave up, and they still kept Claypool, and that's why I'm, I think the trade's even more genius for that. My Brian pulls. So they did a good job there. That's right. You're right. Uh, Diabetic Coochie is your name. Uh, we have broke one second round pick. Yeah, that is true. You're right. Yeah, they do have another one. My bad on that. Yep. <laughs> Got to change your name. Got to change your name. Yeah, I see everybody laughing on there. I didn't even want to say it out loud, but, you know, we're not on radio right now, so we could take that out. But I appreciate the clarification there, guys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is such a great situation. And um, yeah, the Bears still have two second-round picks. So that makes it even better. So the Bears have so much to work with still in this draft after trading away the top pick. And I really firmly believe at number nine, you got to take an offensive lineman. You just got to do it. You got to help out your quarterback even more. Then there won't be any more excuses for Justin Fields, right? There won't be any more problems. At this point, it's going to be, hey, we got you some protection. We got you a top-wide receiver. Maybe we'll find a running back in free agency to pair with Khalil Herbert. Now it's time for you to make something happen. Now it's time for you to get something done. So it's a very exciting time no matter what. I think that's the moral of this entire story for the Bears. It's so exciting. You know, we sit here and we're talking about who are the Bears taking number nine, and oh, wait, they traded number one. They brought a first uh, a number one wide receiver in. They brought another first-rounder in, in in the future. They have Justin Fields. The Bears have everything they need to be a championship contender in the years to come. They have set themselves up for tons of success on paper. Now, nope. now we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this is all going to play out. The Bears could draft a couple of busts. I don't know. But I do know this. The Bears have done everything they could to be ready for success. And Ryan Poles, at this point, has done a fantastic job. It's up to the Bears now. It's up to these players. It's up to their drafting strategies in order to make something happen. Kyle, no more excuses. Exactly. And, Mike, we're going to be excited this time next year, too. Potential top five pick, especially, yes, if Carolina really tanks it. I mean, if they draft a quarterback and he comes onto the scene hot, maybe they win a couple of games and things don't go their way. But right now, they have Sam Darnold and they may have a rookie. And I can almost bet, or I could have an idea, that Sam Darnold's going to start game one. And they'll put in the rookie after Sam Darnold loses the job, which is going to be inevitable. But regardless, it's going to take a couple of games for that rookie to even play. And then it's going to take even more time for him to develop. I don't know how good the Panthers are going to be next year. I don't. I, I am not confident in anything for them next year. I think they're going to be 5-12, and 12, maybe 6-11. and 11. That'll be a success for them, really. The Bears could get another top 10 pick next year after this trade. On our way to being kings of the north, that 2024 is going to be fire. Yep. Out of fields, but besides more, the best part of this trade is the ability to flex if we do need a quarterback next year. And you know what, Adam? That's a great choice. And you don't need to worry about saying that stuff on my stream. I don't kill people who have that idea. 
because I see you put the qualifier in there. And the, <laughs> I love JF, just never know. You don't need to worry about that. You're right. If Justin Fields totally blows this next coming year, the Bears have a chance to draft a top quarterback in the first round, probably top 10 next year. And they'll still have the pieces around said quarterback to make him into a superstar. So no matter what, they have all their bases covered. They really do. If Justin Fields somehow turns into a giant bust this year, you could draft a new quarterback next year at number nine, number eight, maybe number two or one again. You're right. And that's a great point. I think no matter what, the Bears are covered and they're good. And it's going to be great. It's exciting. It's, It's exciting to watch this. It's exciting to be a part of this, be a part of the action, isn't it? You know, we've witnessed so much mediocrity, so much turmoil in regards to GM and head coach, quarterback, firings and signings. I've seen enough of stop gaps. I've seen enough of just BS. I want to see results, and for once, we're seeing some. And we're seeing a chance for the Bears to really turn into a powerhouse over the next five to ten years. This is a new era in Bears football. It's a new era in Bears football. Gone are the days, I would hope, of constant coaching changes, front office turmoil, different quarterbacks, and here come the days of stability. And that's the key to the NFL. It's stability. Do you have stability or quarterback position? Do you have a head coach you can trust? And do you have a GM who's making the right moves for you? Some teams are scared of consistent turmoil because they just don't want to hire anybody, so they keep the same people in office who just aren't winning or aren't producing. Like, look at Las Vegas and Derek Carr. All these years of Derek Carr, and he's been quality, but he hasn't been great, but they were worried about stability. Now he's gone. Right? The Bears have done a good job here now, at seemingly having a stable GM, a stable head coach, I would hope, and a stable quarterback. This is the way to have it go. Mike Beanie in Connecticut, Chicago, hires Lovey to replace Lori. Well, Lovey wasn't in the election, but I'll tell you what, if they had some write-in votes, I'm sure he got a couple of those. Polls through this past year done a very good job. I agree, Philip. You got me feeling like I'm in church this Sunday. Okay, Mike. <laughs> Dan, oh, thank you for another great stream. John and Jay Meadows, for, and for me screwing up Ian Cunningham's name, LOL. Dan Tana, $10. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Dan, always a friend of the program. I mean, we go back and forth every week, um, and it's so great to see him. And check out his channel, uh, Tana Sola. It does some great tech stuff on there, reviewing new phones, new products, um, you should really check that stuff out. I give him a like all the time when he posts a new video. This was one of the reasons I said this trip was also genius. And imagine if the Bears draft a QB next year to be that backup, it could be a Brady and Rogers situation. Good point, Joseph. Right. You could bring in somebody who's going to sit the bench for three or four years, who could be great. Then if Justin Fields demands too much money or if he doesn't work out, you have somebody waiting in the wings, too. I'm not saying they're going to do that, but it's on the table. And we have to wait and see how this year goes to determine if that's even going to be a possibility. And as far as that last comment goes on Brian Poles, I'll say this. Um, I was very disappointed with how he did last year. Now, he handled some situations. But at the end of the day, he was fiscally responsible. 
didn't spend too much money. And now the Bears are in a position where they're going to be okay. They still have a ton of dead cap due to Ryan Pace. They still have things they need to work on. They still need to develop Justin Fields. <clears throat> I mean, nothing's perfect, right? They are far from perfect. And I want to make sure we make that clear. There are things that still need to be worked on. But they're moving in the right direction. This is way different than two years ago. I said this before and I'll say it again. Do you remember where we were two years ago as a fan base or where we were two years ago as far as the Bears go? The Bears had just fired Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. They had the most dead cap in all of football. And they had everybody wondering who the hell would take this job. And now we sit here today, the Bears have tons of first-round picks, quarterback of the future, first top wide receiver, money to spend, and more picks in the years to come. How crazy is that? In the period of two years, the Bears have done all this. I mean, I would say, although we haven't seen results, Ryan Poles should already be in consideration for executive of the year. He should be. I mean, you turn around this team from lapping stock and nobody wants this job to, hey, we have a ton of cap space. We have a quarterback. We made a big trade. We have first-round picks to come. We have a top-wide receiver that we didn't have to overpay for. And this is just the beginning. It's so different than what it was before. In a period of two years, this team has turned around from lapping stock and, oh, I don't want to work there. That's a horrible situation, too. One of the best and most resourceful teams in all of football. And that's not an overreaction or an overstatement. The Bears are one of the most resourceful teams in the entire NFL right now. They are. They completely fleeced Carolina in terms of picks and in terms of WR1. They have picks in the future. They have a quarterback of the future. They have a competent GM and a chance to draft even more and also sign some free agents come this offseason. <sighs> Bulls got the Panthers having second thoughts, LOL. Yes, sir. Yeah, Torian. I mean, here's where I stand on that. I said it again, or I said it before. I'll say it again. Um, you can never overpay for your QB1. If Carolina, and I, and I really hope the best for them, if they could draft Bryce Young and he turns into a superstar, then it's worth it. But no matter what, right now the Bears did win this trade, and it's only going to become equal over time. We don't know what's going to happen down the road. But right now, we do know that the Bears won this trade. We're going to have to wait five years or six years to determine whether or not the Bears fully, fully won this. But in the moment, they did win this. Carolina could get their future quarterback, and maybe he turns out great. And we could reevaluate the trade in the future. But right now, as it stands, the Bears won. <clears throat> Skylar Hamilton, Ryan Pauls is the exact opposite of Ryan Pace. I mean, I agree. They might have the same initials and similar names, but they're opposite in their approach. They really are. I mean, Ryan Pace gave up tons of first-round picks, spent too much money, had the Bears over the cap, had dead cap space that's still on the books today. Ryan Pauls came in, cleaned up all the dead cap space, traded away to get more first-round picks, brought in a top-wide receiver, and, and isn't irresponsible when it comes to money, and oh, by the way, knows how to draft a little bit. They really are polar opposites. Very good point. Panthers trying to get the Texans to buy so they can recoup some picks. <laughs> Panthers, um, oh, got to sign a premium RT and DL, and that'll pr provide us more flexibility. Timothy, you're, you're on the right track there, too. 
Brad Holmes has seventh, sixth, fifth round picks, balling like pro bowlers. But Pace had a nice Fifty Shades of Grey haircut, though, LOL, JK. <laughs> Lobby one, let's build him a statue at the new stadium, LOL. <laughs> Fill up. Geez, some of these comments I should be filtering, shouldn't I? Uh, family, family show, family show here. <laughs> but um, I think this is a decent place to stop. I do want to say one more thing, um, and he knows who he is. Go back and forth on Instagram a little bit. I believe his username is Hebrew Baseball, or it's Baseball Nation here. I want to give a shout-out to his son, Brody. Shout-out to his son, Brody, on the stream today. He is a Chiefs fan, unfortunately, but he's trying to become a Bears fan through his dad. So if you're watching today, thank you. Uh, Brody, I hope you enjoyed the program today. And I hope you didn't see some of those comments near the back. I really hope you didn't watch those. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Great show today. So many people watched, so many people commented and hung out with us, and we appreciate it. John Meadows directed, produced, and made sure everything worked out. Big round of applause for him in the comments. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Support our sponsor, please. If you're in the Chicagoland area, head over to Amish Country Farms today. They have some great Amish food from the Amish of Northern Indiana. Support a small business. Support local farmers. They need our help. Hit them up today in Orland Park. Tell them Sports Talk Chicago sent you. Follow us right here. Hey, if you have not subscribed to the channel yet and you like what you saw today, subscribe. Please, right here on YouTube, like the video. You can also find us on Twitch and Facebook. We're always live on those three places at the same time. You can follow me personally at John Z Sports, Twitter and Instagram, and at John Zagluel on Facebook. Another live stream coming at you Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. We're going to continue to provide some great coverage for you as the offseason gets underway. As I like to say, it's just beginning. There's so much more to come, and we hope you're going to hang with us for this ride and watch what unfolds for this exciting and potential-filled 2023 Bears season. Thank you guys so much. So long, everybody.